And then the icing on the cake is Jagmeet walks out of the legislature yesterday and pickets with them. And here's the irony. Hang on. The irony is they've been at home for three years and they're fighting to stay at home and yet their union told them to get strike pay. They need to show up. It's insane. Coming through. Uh, Rick Madison, one foot off center, and uh, you know we we've already had a win. And oh, by the way, this is Jeff Cox. Uh, already had a win. CBC. Take credit for it. We should honestly. That is like I want to put my hands up and say, you know, I'm not saying, but I'm kind of saying. Uh, so, so the details are: CBC is now labeled through Twitter, Elon Musk, state funded. Yeah. affiliated, Government influenced, yeah. which is, you know what, just, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I do fundamentally, and, and of course the CBC is, is, is not happy with that. <laughs> they're not doing well, no. They're, they're not cool um, with that, but it does go back to the fact, we talked about that, it's all media, I don't care which one you are, we're, I would think, somewhat biased, but I think it's nice to have that label. And what a week for this. So, I mean, I think we, we kind of made the off-color joke about, you know, will will Twitter, Twitter list CBC as a government-funded media outlet? And they did. Um, and apparently everybody thinks the world's ending because of it. And, and listen, it's been – I've tried to keep a middle ground about it. And I, and I think that's the reality that we have wanted to always project is that we're not we're – not, right-wing psychos. So I'm going to try and keep my foot on center here a little bit um, with a few things. One, listen, Pierre, you did it. Move on. I'm, I'm like, I'm actually at a place with him where I'm like, okay, you, you, you got it. You got it done. Mm -hmm. Not sure you were the person that needed to drive it. I think what happened anyway, but you got it done. It's time for you to get on to the, to the next part of it. Now the response though, from, from Mr. Trudeau, who, 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 why would he care if it's if it's if it's not so connected? Is, I mean, it's off it's off it's off the charts. Actually, what they've said, and and CBC too for for an organization whose leader went after Pierre. Like again, if you, if you're so agnostic, um, let's let's go back four months um, when you when you called them out. Those that was the day you drew the line line in the sand, and so all of that is is insanity. But I will go to an article Thomas Mulcair wrote yesterday um, that was, that was you know, to his credit. That's hard for me to do. Um, but again, there's a guy with a voice of reason who said, yeah, listen, <laughs> I, I went up against, um, I went up against the conservatives and the liberals as the leader of the NDP. And I can tell you right now that as an NDP leader, that, that CBC is biased towards the liberals. It's, he said it's not just the conservatives. It was a huge frustration as a leader of the NDP um, of how biased the CBC is towards the liberals. He's like, it's not just the right that gets hammered in this. It's anybody that's not liberal. Um, and he went on to say that, that listen, he, he actually supports Pierre. He just would take a different approach. A little bit of a softer, easier way, easier way. And and my response back to Thomas Mulcair would be, how's that working for you, right? I I think I think unfortunately extremism breeds extremism, and and in this 
um, arena, that's what's happened. Is it's it's now being pushed very hard. But but listen, when Thomas Mulcair comes out and says, "Now nah, I understand where Pierre is coming from. I've sat in a in a leadership role that wasn't uh, a liberal leadership role, and I can tell you right now, um, it is extremely biased. Um, the way they report is biased." You know, again, you know, Brian Lilly wrote another great article. Again, I think that was that was that was not because um, there have been some very divisive articles this week. But again, Brian Lilly came out and said, "You you are like you you are aligned with the liberals on every story. You're ne- you never you never are rallying against them." And and he said, and people are going to say. Well, well, you have a bias. And Brian said, yes, I do, but we admit to it. And Post Media admits to it and, and the Toronto Sun admit to it. Like, like we have a bent. This is our bent. But this idea that CBC is agnostic isn't true. And that's, I think, what is driving this. I think the other part to me that was amazing this week is every journalist that, that, that is now rallying against it, this is, this is the start of the end, right? But they've always got this, you know, but I guess I should disclose, you know, my husband still works for the CBC. No shit, right? I guess I should disclose that Althea Raj is my best friend. I mean, that was the week, and I was like, this is crazy. But it just shows how entwined they are with their response. But I would also say to Pierre, it's time to move on. You did your piece. I actually think you're probably... You're probably just a little too far. Let it die, and let and let's move on to what's next. Um, it's it's time for that. But well, it, it was well, fun. It is fun, and and I do think that I think you're right on Pierre. I think you can pound that drum, and then after a while, there's a whole bunch of other items on the list yeah. to to look after. And and I mean fundamentally, uh, this is a bit of a win for sure. And then speaking of wins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, when I first heard about this, um, the ethics commissioner in Ottawa, part of me went, what is job security? Well, it's having a PM like you have and having an ethics commissioner who's like, this is, I mean, <laughs> where do I start? Where does it end? I really don't have any teeth to my office. So this is kind of like, you know, the people that predict the earthquakes. They're like, yeah, that was a big one. <laughs> That one was a 7.8. <laughs> Could you give us any more advance notes? No, but it was big. I think we can all agree. <laughs> and I think the ethics commissioner is kind of feeling like that. They feel like, yeah, did they step over the line? Was there collusion? Was there some family members that are involved with this? <sighs> Brothers and sister-in-laws and what have you. But you know what? Yes, that is a bad that is a bad thing. And then nothing happens. There's no there's no collateral there's no damage, there's no consequences, no accountability. So I even have an office. <laughs> well, I think if it functions correctly, um um and and is held at arm's length, um it it plays a role. I, and again, I think this comes back to the challenges of of why, you know, we woke up and said, we got to start talking about this stuff. I, I mean, listen, this is the state of this country is that, is that, is that we are so frustrated with what's going on. We took the time, effort, and money to put, to, to sit in a room once a week and talk about how insane this is, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't doing that even s- seven years ago when Mr. Trudeau came into power. Mm-hmm. Now, I had some issues with Stephen Harper too, but, but things have gone so we're so far gone on things like this collusion we all woke up (laughs) and a different kind of woke (laughs) i i you're right how how do you do with it i i think and again i think we're going to go there but but when you talk about 
again, the other insane thing in the last week is, is this, I mean, Jerry Butts got on Twitter this week and blamed the Globe and Mail for destroying two charities. That's what he said. So, so he is, he is calling the Globe and Mail. What do you say? Tough guys. Good work. Tough guys. You've now destroyed two Canadian charities. Like, I mean, this guy was, was, was literally the right hand of the current prime minister and the, his bent on the Trudeau foundation and we is that the Globe and Mail went out to destroy them. Mm-hmm. Not that they did anything wrong. No. So I'm not sure if Mr. Butts understands how democracy works, but in a real democracy, media, again, some of the challenges most of us have with CBC, real media is, it works like an opposition party. Their job is to hold the government to account and government relations to account. So when foundations take money from foreign governments and dictatorships, yeah, correct. And when charities collude and do the things that we did, I mean, I mean, you know, when we went down the rabbit hole of the insanity of that place, that's the Global Mail's job, right? So for Jerry Butts to say that, like, I'm honestly should be in jail. I was like, this isn't real. But isn't it part of it is, uh, to me, the Trudeau advisors must have been saying this whole time to Trudeau, how stupid can you be? And I didn't realize he was taking that as a personal challenge. I will show you something <laughs> that even you won't believe. And that's where I feel that it went is that he's getting these advisors around him because I'm, again, I'm not sure his, his intellectual, where his father had pages and pages of, of degrees and, and, and various accreditations that made you know that Pierre was a very intelligent man. I'm not sure the drama teacher has is, is got that same cerebral capacity. Listen, just when you think, and, and again, this is where it starts. I, I mean, honestly, this is the, the conspiracy theory line that you start to go, wait a second, I'm not sure this is, right? So, so just when I think things couldn't get any crazier, Trudeau's Jamaica vacation, which you 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 were you and I were were covering the cost of at one hundred sixty seven thousand dollars. I'm not sure what your vacation cost this winter. Mine was not one hundred sixty seven thousand dollars. Well, I didn't buy uh, lettuce and eggs from the local grocery store, so it went way down. <laughs> but the reality is, just when I think things can get worse, it turns out that the place that he visited in Jamaica is a is a significant donor of the Trudeau Foundation, which he has no tie to. Zero tie. And I don't know why people keep talking about that, that he doesn't talk to his brother or he doesn't. He has the same last name as the foundation. So I'm sure it never comes up during Thanksgiving dinner. Like, I mean, it can't. Or the amount of times that it's it's a person makes a donation and then all of a sudden has influence in certain aspects of our government. I mean, I mean, again, I'm I'm. I'm really trying not to fall in this line of, of, of conspiracy, but I'm like, this is not conspiracy. Like, I don't consider myself like a savant when it comes to this stuff. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> well, if I, I, I if you would, okay. but, but, but when it's the same last name and, and the legacy part of his, what I would think is his family's name, he's part of the family. I don't think that there's a firewall there that that exists, and that's what that's what I continue. I mean, they keep saying there has been zero, but 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 it's not. Fi- Listen, it's this is where I'm talking. There's emails from from the 
from the prime minister's office to the foundation discussing specific donations. A week ago, the guy said he had no idea what goes on at the Trudeau Foundation. This week, there's emails that say, hey, did you guys get that $200,000 donation? Because we're going to take this guy out in Ottawa and show him a good time. Literally. And it's like, I I'm sorry, but like, I don't know how he can stand in front of the mic and say, no, there's no connection. And and then this week, find out that that the place he vacationed at Christmas is is owned by a by a significant donor. And, and he plays it off and says to Pierre, the leader of the opposition doesn't doesn't quite understand what a friendship is. I've, man. Well, he, he has to vacation with friends. Otherwise, other people would just keep yelling idiot at his face. <laughs> so he has to stay with friends. Um, he does feel a bit like an entitled Laurentian elite, though, doesn't he? And, and, and part of the issue is that I have is he just continues to keep bumbling along. And and I do think at some point you got to think he does feel like he's almost un, unimpeachable, untouchable, and 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 that at some point, you know, and, and I do think he has strong ties to Quebec. I think he has strong ties to the labor. Yep. I think he has strong ties to the NDP platform. You know, CBC zealots are are like going, no, no, you don't touch my. C so I think there's a power power base there that will never fundamentally go. You know what? <laughs> but the ethics commissioners, to, like today, I woke up a little bit giddy. I shouldn't, because you know there's there's some sadness out there. But I was giddy about the fact that this is yet another one. I'm hoping they get the pile big enough at this point. Like, I mean, this show we could do for two days yeah. on just him and his insanity. I know. Yeah, and I and I and I think you're right. I think that's that's what it comes down to. Is is at some point. Um, and I think I, I I guess this is this is more what it is. If they if they actually hung themselves out as as what they are, I would be like, ah, well, you're not pretending to be something you're not. But to stand there and say that you're a man of the blue collar and you're a man of the middle class and that's what you're doing, you're not, right? No. And then to get up on your Apple box and to point fingers at the conservatives and say, you, you know, you guys are this. I I mean, it's priceless that we are in. Of uh, 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 absolute mess about about Chinese interference in our elections and donations to a foundation that is named after our named after our prime minister's father, and he has the audacity this week to come out and say that Pierre is tied to, to and, and influenced by U.S. billionaires, referring to Elon Musk, who's half Canadian. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he has a Canadian passport. Like it's just that's the part where I, where I want to throw some at the TV, right? And I'm like. It's it's more the fact that they that they are they are they are doing something and then pretending to be something else and then throwing stones from the glass house all day long and and going this is you guys are crazy and it's like I'm starting to think I am crazy that's that's the part that doesn't add up and and the part is I mean I I ran a I was part of a board and part of a charity and we had an executive director that was buying goods on behalf of the charity. And they said, okay, do you want me to use my own card, which I know they get air miles points through? And I said, you know what? Purely, purely for optics sake, I'd rather we figure out a card for the charity so that any, any derived benefit is actually put through the charity. Yep. And as a result of that, she said, backed away and says, you know what? You're right. Just for optics sake. 
you didn't hear about Stephen Harper taking these vacations. And I'm not saying Stephen Harper was the be-all, end-all. He's really not. But I'm just saying a lot of these things, it it's almost like when, when people say to him, listen, just purely on optics, maybe you shouldn't go on this vacation. Right. Um, and and it, it's like he, he's more confused than a chameleon in a Skittles bag. Right. He's like, well, why, why wouldn't I go on this vacation? I mean, it's awesome and I don't have to pay anything. Right. Like it's, it's killing me that he actually thinks from a pure just standpoint. And, and again, I mean, he's flown to Tofino on days that he shouldn't. And, and went surfing and I get, he's got to get his bro on. Like, <laughs> but I think at some point you got to say, stop doing that. Like, well, and, please. And, and it's endless. Like, so there's, you know, this all started with, well, it didn't start there, but you've got, you know, if we're just talking about specifically him and his personal life, you're right. So you've got the vacation with, with, uh, to the island that Aja Khan owns, which is, you know, that again, ethics violation, um, you know, truth and reconciliation and, and the pain that this country was going through at that time. And there's the PM's PJ going across the country so that he can catch some waves in Tofino. Um, it runs on fairy dust though. It's not gasoline just for the record. So there's no, he didn't, there's no climate issue there. Um, and then, and then you top that his response to $167,000 Jamaican vacation is, well, I had it approved. Cool, bro. By you an ethics commissioner. Yeah, you had it approved. Well, 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 food banks in Toronto are feeding 240,000 people a month right now, right? Like that's the disconnection. Oh, you got it approved. So I think we're all good. Are like, we all, like, good, good? Okay, totally, right? yeah, fuel up the jet and let's get going. Right. I'm I'm almost wondering at some point when when somebody and and again I think it happened a bit at United Nations when he he rose up to speak and and certain countries called him a dictator mm-hmm. and said listen you, you know you are totally offside and and again it's it's this disconnect that I'm having trouble with it it's he's the same guy that I thinks well the pool in the Titanic's still full yeah but Justin <laughs> it's on the bottom of the ocean <laughs> like. He feels like there's a disconnect whenever he does something. He's not exactly sure that something actually did. You know, it's what's that book? Uh, How to Win Friends, Influence People. There's a story in there about a, a guy that shot a police officer in the face because the cop looked at him the wrong way. And he said through the psychology, he was justified in his actions because he said on the witness stand, if you knew if you saw how that cop looked at me, you'd know why I did what I did. There's this justification that I think he's he's wrapped up in and so protected and so entitled, he's entitled to his entitlements, that I think at some point you're almost insulated from from the common Canadian or, or the vast majority of Canadians. Yeah. But if you had never walked into a grocery store or driven your kids to hockey practice, right, you'd be like, no, well, maybe you wouldn't. But but you can understand he's so disconnected from what real life is. And that's the part that bothers me too, is it's like, he doesn't get it. He has no idea what the inside of a grocery store looks like. He doesn't. And, and, and again, I think that's part of the struggles. Speaking of people that are out of touch, um, cause there's him, like his buddy Jagmeet is, is like, I don't even know what planet he's on this week. So 
So I, I would love to ask Galen Weston if he had any influence on him, on him resigning. Um, but, but again, like, you know, when did communism solve any problem? Like competition, you, like I, I, you know, he's on this bent right now about CEOs that make too much money. Like, yet you are part of a, you are supporting a government that price fixes multiple domestic products. Competition has been the solution in things like groceries for years. It's why the U.S. pays significantly less than us when you walk into a grocery store. Like, if you want to fix the problem, fix the problem. Don't be out on a limb talking about how, how you know, six, six people in Canada, you know, make 231 times more money than the average, the average worker. Like, it, it's so ridiculous. Then... <laughs> Again, to be on the picket lines with with public workers that I'm sorry, like I there is no sentiment for these people right now. They have been at home through the pandemic. They have been paid through the pandemic. They are they are they are spending twenty two billion dollars more today, thirty percent more today than they were four years ago in 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 the public sector. They have significantly higher wages in the private sector. They have significantly better benefits. They have significantly better vacation. And they retire with absolutely phenomenal pensions. Those are unarguable points. There's no... Why do you keep throwing facts at me? There's no... There's absolutely no public support for this union to be on strike right now. Um, In a time when we can't deliver on passports, airports are an absolute disaster. I mean... I mean, CRA is an absolute disaster. Like, like the thing that went on with Serb, with Siba, Arrive I mean, Can, Arrive Can. <laughs> like, like I don't. I'm Trans Mountain. Not, I'm not sure who's giving that union advice, mm-hmm. but but they should probably fire him because I don't think now's the time. And then the icing on the cake is Jagmeet walks out of the legislature yesterday and pickets with them. And here's the irony. Hang on, the irony is they've been at home for three years and they're fighting to stay at home and yet their union told them to get strike pay they need to show up it's insane but part of me again going back to who's a giddy monkey today when the ethics commissioner i heard about that but when you hear about one hundred and fifty-five thousand federal employees walking out on the job that again is mismanagement. Yeah. That again is incompetent. So when you have those things happening, you got to think, okay, the pile is getting bigger, and that hopefully we have some, we do have some historical demonstrative demonstrative knowledge of what he's actually doing on a case by case example. The more we go back, the more we're like, wait a second, justice. Like we're talking about the people, the the violent offenders, the prolific offenders, and how many times they've been put back on the street due to the legal system, which is controlled by the government. So when when I have these very intelligent people I speak to, far more intelligent than I am talking about, no, uh, no, I, I still think, you know, I still think the liberals have a, have a case. I still think they should be, and I, I mean, I, I sit, I observe, I, I watch, I listen. I just want to make sure. Did I hear that correctly? That do you not have any of this other proof? And it feels like that is, is starting to slide. Those employees walking off, that is, again, I think a lot of people, a lot of Canadians drive through their day, like they go through their week. And the federal government on a day-to-day basis shouldn't really have an impact on their lives. Yeah. You, you don't really think so. 
But now I feel like that is starting to change. The people are going, wait a second, why are the eggs, why are the lettuce so expensive? Why are things starting to cost so much more? And I think that is starting to move the needle for this government in the wrong way, thank goodness. And the 155,000 is just going to exacerbate an already poor situation. So I read an article yesterday about how to ride the train in Toronto. Um, because now so many people, it, it, it is, it is such a common daily occurrence for someone to get stabbed on the Toronto, um, train at a Toronto train station on the TTC. Um, they've actually now releasing articles about how to ride the train. So, so stay away from people, have your back to the wall. This is Canada. And like I was reading this last night, miffed if someone approaches you, um, 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 make sure that you step back, ensure you can see their hands. This is, this is an article about how to ride, how to ride a train in Toronto. This week in Vancouver, uh, or in Victoria, I guess, um, um, we're having the same challenge as Vancouver. Um, where, you know, someone, someone, what was the line? Tell the kids to keep their knives at home. Again, this is where we're at. Mike Farnsworth gets called out in the BC legislature this week, safety minister, and actually has the balls. The NDP have been in power of British Columbia since 2017. He had a temper tantrum, like, like I mean, he went purple. He he stomped and and yelled shame. And he then acted out. Yeah. Yeah. And then said that that that, that this is BC United's fault or the, the the Liberals' fault. If you've been in power since 2017, it's pretty hard to hang an issue on the previous government. Three months, six months, a year. I'd even go your first term. I'd even go two years. I'd even go two years back. Maybe in a cycle. Um, but I think he, he might be reaching. <laughs> I I and and I I think what's what's happening is is when you get taken a task as many times and I and I do think um, again, I think this is part of why we, we, we have this show is when you have a provincial government and you have a federal government that that ostensibly are, are really one and the same and they're thinking socialism, they're thinking communism, profit's a bad thing, business should not make any money. Um, oh, why are all these people leaving? <laughs> why are all these companies leaving these areas? Well, it's because they don't feel safe anymore. They, you need to protect their investment. And and I, I think it's okay for companies to be vibrant, to be successful, and to hire more people. So minimum wage would be another thing that we can talk about. But anyway. And I just, do you know, um, so the, the Liberals implemented a luxury tax um, in the fall, which which has failed in every country. Like ask France how that went, right? I had to stop by uh, a client yesterday who's a car dealer. And, and, you know, I just asked how the State of the Union was and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I said... Um, you guys aren't affected by the luxury tax based on, based on, and he said, provincially we are. And I said, oh, hang on, a little education from yesterday. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, the provincial luxury tax in British Columbia starts at $55,000. Right. You can't, like, I'm sorry, but, um, but is a, is a Kia luxury vehicle and I've been sleeping or a Hyundai or a Honda? Because the last time I checked, um, you're not or- buying a minivan. Or an electric vehicle. Well, that's not even, and that's a whole other debate because they'll give you a rebate, but only up to $45,000 and then it's considered luxury, right? So you can drive- oh, you a, want seats in you it? You can drive and a Nissan Leaf and Come get your on. rebate, right? So, 
but but again, I, I I don't think people are aware. Like like you can't tell me that a luxury tax of fifty five thousand dollars is not affecting the lower to middle class. Because it's it, it you're right. The, the selection is is very minute when it comes to that price point. And I mean, I've looked. I'm a car guy. I love looking, not necessarily buying, but I love looking. And and there's a there's a, a no go line of well, you just can't get. A certain amount of cars you just can't get access to below fifty-five grand. If, if you want certain things, totally. And I think it's it's just tough right now. And I think um, you know as these stories pile up, and as as again we have two days worth of show <laughs> that we have to cram in. But I <laughs> I'm starting to feel like the, uh, when I hear about the LNG and the fact that when when Trudeau took office, there was 15 LNG permits, uh, facilities to export LNG, which is a cleaner fuel. I think a lot of people, you know, would still probably have an, an issue with it. Um, but again, coal versus LNG, you know, LNG versus a lot of other fuels, probably okay. There was 15 on the books ready to roll when Harper left government. Yep. And now we're still at zero for those same places. Germany built, I think it was a hundred and some odd days, they built a, a yep. facility to accept the LNG. Yep. But they're still forced to accept Putin's. Yep. The, America, under Biden's leadership, is 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 again, I I knew all this before it was brought up in, in uh parliament that Biden is actually getting ahead of us when it comes to these facilities. Well, he did he not, and I didn't follow the story very closely, but did he not announce a facility uh, last week in in Alaska? Which, which again, one of the first things he did when he took office was to shut down the pipeline that was going to run uh, from Alberta down south, Keystone, which yeah. Keystone. And 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 last week, um, d- despite the green zealots that exist in his the extremes of his party, he greenlit a, he greenlit a terminal in, in Alaska and a pipeline. As far as I know, I didn't, I didn't follow the story very closely. Do you know anything about, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot, but, but again, I'm quite sure that happened last week. Like, like they're moving forward on these things and, and we're not. And, and I think even people that have a fundamental issue with anything fossil fuel related or anything out of the ground, you know, when we start paying for education, when we start paying down uh, the deficit, when we start actually feeling like a G7 country with that's loaded with resources, I, I think that's when even a lot of people go, oh, that's what you meant all those years, is to open up the, the taps, sell the fuel to the world market, and then fundamentally um, start building resources and technology that actually helped diversify our economy away from fossil fuels. Oh, is that what you meant? But you can't, again, David Suzuki, Gerald Butts, the extreme, the extremists, the, the green zealots of Canada are not willing to have a common sense conversation to say, hey, wait a second. If we took our LNG as a stepping point and got it to places like India and Europe, um, we, we could actually help reduce emissions, which is what we're out to do. Right for the world because we all share the, the same air though. Be, yeah, because just so that's for, kind of a thing. For the record, we can yeah. reduce our one point seven six percent of total of, of total emissions. Let's even say it's two by half, mm-hmm. and 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 hardly make well not make any dent. Um, it's literally dripping the ocean, um, and China could could 
could absolutely blow it away by making one, one decision the other way. So we could work on a step program that says, here's where we are today and here's where we want to go. And our natural resources are going to help do that. Bring that up with anybody that's slightly green and it's like, you fascist, you want to kill this planet. And it's like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like, again, it comes back to it. Like, why can't we have a common sense conversation about this stuff? I want to leave my kids a place to live too. Okay. It's, I'm not, I'm not denying that we've got to make some changes. I'm saying, could we apply some common sense? And the first one is here locally or here in Canada is that the carbon tax is definitely proving to not be working. So can we stop impoverishing Canadians and actually work towards things that might make a change? Because you've implemented a significant carbon tax and actually seen the emissions go up. So I sent you this article. It was about uh, Canada's dirtiest bank. And, and so I went, oh, this is interesting. So I saw the logo of my bank, which is RBC. And I went on, I clicked on there and I went, okay, so why is it the dirtiest? Because they have, get this, funded companies that deal in in fossil fuels. And actually, it's it's they're actually not fossil fuels anymore. That's, that's a whole other thing. But RBC has actually has the gall to fund these companies that, that sought financing for their operations. Yep. So now all of a sudden, I'm reading this article, and I've never, ever felt this way about reaching out on Facebook or, like, I don't want to have those arguments or discussions online. Because I, I feel like anybody, like, when you and I sit, you know, we're, there, there's a different dynamic to that. But if you're on the keyboard, you're like, ah, I'm going to light this guy up. And I was going to do that, even though it took everything in my power to stop, because I went, wait a second, if you're typing on, on an iPhone or wearing certain clothing, there's petroleum-based products that actually help our, our lifestyle, that help raise us up from the muck. And, and I don't know if a lot of people are educated on what those products are. And as a result of this differing opinion, if and, and Trudeau's done a very good job of this, if you, if you differ an opinion from mine, I'm going to call you a name. I'm going to put you in another well, you're a big You're bigot. The, yeah. minute, the minute you don't agree, you're 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 some kind of racist, psycho bigot, white male that 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 wants to repress people. And would this can be considered as the most divisive time in in my in life history? Time. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. You know, it's tough to go back. It, it's like when you when you try and generationally look at sports when you when you try and say who was the greatest, right? In hockey, it's was was it Gretzky or Bobby Orr or McDavid, and it, depending on the era you're from, you're like oh, you weren't there for Bobby Orr, and you're like yeah, you're right, it wasn't. But I was there for Gretzky, it was pretty good. Um, and again, I, you know, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, right? This goes on. Uh, you know, was is this the most divisive time in Canadian history? I I think I think yes. I think it'll also go down as one of the dark darker ages of modern history um, with with the woke left ex- extreme that is going on. Um, you know, I, I, you forwarded me the article and I read it and uh, also was on Twitter and saw a note from a lady thanking Catherine McKenick because she was going to close all her RBC bank accounts. And I was like, oh, dot connection. So I right. click it. Yeah. And of course, um, the Green Zealot of Ontario is out sharing this information and this woman saying, Thank you so much. We're going to close all of our accounts. So my approach is, you're right. I don't get in arguments online. I think they're ridiculous. I make the odd Twitter statement, um, especially 
uh, at nine o'clock at night for my couch. I, I do like to throw the odd the odd jab, mostly Trador jag meat. But but I'm only knowing those. Um, I definitely don't engage in the in the crap. Um, but I did what I think you can do, and what I did is I emailed my banker, and I said who is who who works at RBC and a, and and a couple other buddies and said read this article, and just want you to know that. Um, I will continue to support RBC because you funded these projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, for what it's worth, I know I know this is a big organization and none of you are going to have influence on this, but the reality is if it ever comes up, I will bank at RBC because you're continuing to fund products that are moving our country forward. And that's the only thing you can do, I think, is to be proactive and, and actually speak out and say, I'm for this. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make me dirty and it doesn't make RBC dirty. It's allowing us to feed our kids and 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 build schools and roads. Although we're having a very hard time doing that right now, but it's it really is the tax dollars that 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 are, that that would allow us to do that. We had a government that could actually do something. Well, it, during uh, that that crazy time when uh, BC had those the the roads wash out, and there was actually a video footage of a pipeline um, just snaking along in a river, not breaking, and when the floodwaters yeah. hit. And as a result of those pipelines being shut down to the coast, you had a lot of, you know, the gas prices just went through the roof. And I think a lot of people that, um, you know, have to go to jobs, they have to go to universities or colleges or anything like that. I think a lot of them, their position might have changed a little bit on uh, dirty fossil fuels. And, And I think a lot of them went, you know what? I think there's a place for them. I, I think there might be a place it, because it impacted them substantially on a day-to-day basis. But why, listen, I'm game. Hear me right now. I'm, I'm, why are we not focusing on spending money to, to, to in private companies to create technology to change this? I had to replace uh, my air conditioner and I'm looking at a different furnace. There, there, so, so there's, Millions of houses across this country, almost all of them um, powered by natural gas, heat, depending on where you live. Some of it's still oil. Mm-hmm. If you get on the left coast on the island, um, that that always is funny to me that, that that bunch of greens still use oil to heat their houses. But anyway, and then, and then as you go east, uh, uh, really natural gas is the way that the majority of this country heats this house. So I thought, yeah, hey, I'm going to look what else is out there. Zip. There, there's, there's no other option. Like, again, can I buy an electric car? Sure. I can get it in 2026 and there's one model and one color. Like, again, if I'm going to spend the money and again, if I need a hundred grand, um, to do it, I don't have a problem doing it, but I'm not giving any option. Like, it's like, Hey, could we maybe actually get some options? Right. How do you get options? Go pay people to develop them. Right. Mm -hmm. That, that to me is what, where we have to focus. So. I, I think part of it is there's a, a certain amount of hypocrisy uh, that goes along with with the movement, which again, I I, I don't want to call them names either because you know we again we're just one foot off center, just one foot. Okay, um, listen, we uh, we should probably shut it because again, I there's so many places I want to go. There's so many places we can talk about. Um, you kind of look like a young, middle-aged Richard Cronkite today. I, oh, this, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I want to leave you with this this thought, though. Um, so a bottle of water, grocery store, is, you know, say it's $1.50. A bottle of water at a, at a gas station is about $4. Uh, 
bottled water at a movie theater I, I just discovered uh, is about 5 to $6. And then I, I put that back to Trudeau and I thought, you know what? He, his value is, is based on location. So he might be better. He might be more valuable in China. Like he might actually be more valuable in in China. Like <laughs> just taking that as an analogy, but I, I do think maybe his time has come that that he moves on. But um, we can only hope twenty twenty five, maybe an election, maybe earlier. I don't know. I, I, listen, I want to close with this. I, I'm because you're talking about bottles of water, which takes me to a grocery store, and bottles of water typically come in plastic. And again, I, I, I just want to talk about the insanity. So you can't get a plastic bag to save your life now, which, which listen, again, I get what we're doing, but, but again, we got to have some middle ground. So we're not, we're not ready for this. I guess you drive it by taking them away. But again, there's got to be a convenience factor. So we've got to be able to have a paper bag or I can buy a plastic bag because, because, I, I, because I'm on my way home and I'm sorry I didn't plan to put my bags back in the car. That I can live with if... I didn't walk the grocery aisles and see everything still wrapped in plastic, covered in plastic. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm going to leave this store unnamed, but this came to me this week as I'm unpacking this four pack of soap from a, from a, from a big box store you need a membership for, which I actually really enjoy going there. Um, so my wife puts these in the cart and I get them home. I unwrapped more plastic in that box of four soaps than I would have ever used the entire year if I took, if I got plastic bags every time I went to the grocery store. And, and again, I come back to it. Can we please apply some common sense to this? Because the world is not being saved because we're not using plastic bags. The world is going to change if we actually fundamentally look at doing things differently, but we can't tax people into that. And we can't, we, we, force is not the option, right? Carrots work better than sticks, especially when you're talking about the mob. We've got to make some changes. You bring up a good point. Uh, Amazon packages. Oh. Um, you have I, skip the dishes. Uh, th- those come in. Those come in containers that actually we keep around for to keep our food right, uh, right. preserved. Right. And then, you know, you keep going down the line, and those uh, meal prep services. I mean, those meal prep services, chefs plate, and uh, they're all coming. And you start unwrapping it, unwrapping it, unwrapping it, and go, oh, and there's a potato. Like, like, you're right. There, there needs to be a middle ground. That's all we're talking about. And again, after uh, after the CBC announcement, I don't know. I think, you know, next time we do the show, there might be a fundamental change in the way we look at packaging products. Not saying, <laughs> not saying, but uh, thank you again, Jeff Cox. Uh, another fun time. One foot off center. See you in a week.